And so um, we've been in a series called I Just Want to Be Happy. Next week, we're actually beginning a brand new uh, series of talks entitled God's House, My Home. And we're going to be talking about finding a home in God's house. And I I really do believe God's going to really speak to us and it's going to be powerful. But uh, today I want to just continue in this series. We've, We've preached on love. We've preached on faith. And today we're going to talk about hope. And this is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And today we're going to talk about hope. Dr. Gordon Livingston, not even a Christian, said this. In order to be happy, you need something to do, someone to love, and something to look forward to. He didn't even realize it that he was saying that right out of the scripture. You need something to do, faith. You need someone to love, love, and you need something to look forward to, hope. And he didn't even realize in that moment that he was actually declaring the scripture. I believe that the life of the Christian is a happy life, not a perfect life, but a happy life. Not a life where there's never a storm, but a life of true peace, true contentment, and true joy. Can I get an amen? And so I want to I help you, and today is our, our last uh, talk entitled, Something to Look Forward to. We're going to talk about hope. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today that you are, and I pray you'd release of hope. And I pray you'd release hope in this room, in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said amen, and amen, and amen. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, and appreciate this whole worship team. We've been talking about happiness, and we've been, uh, we've been discussing how we all want more of it. We all believe we deserve it. We're all looking for it. And so that's why we are on this pursuit of it. It's actually in the core DNA of our nation, the pursuit of happiness. But I believe for so many of us, we've believed a lie that the happy life is a a bigger life or a better life or a more life. If I just had more money, if if I just had a bigger house, come on, we were talking about the land of Ur, right? If I just had a bigger house, if I I just had a hotter spouse, if I... If I was just skinnier, I'd be happy. If I, if I was richer, and, and we've talked about this lie of er, that we've talked about this lie of more, that we've believed this thing, that if I just had a little bit more. Uh, uh, one of the Rockefellers said, if, I, if you were holding $10,000 cash in your hand and someone said, would you like one more dollar, you would answer yes. <laughs> because we always want more. How much money is enough? The next dollar. We, we always want more, but I believe that God's plan is different. It's eternal. God is not against your happiness, but he knows where you need to find it, and you do not find it in more possessions, but you find it in your creator. His name is Jesus. Can I get an amen? And so we've been talking about this, and I don't want to review too much because we worship so long, so i got to get into the new stuff. Go to the podcast. Go to the YouTube channel. Get caught up on everything that we've been talking about, but... We're going to talk about hope. Here's what Dr. Hal Lindsey said. Man can live about 40 days without food, about three days without water, and about eight minutes without air. But he can only live for one second without hope. Friend, you need hope. You need it. I believe that you cannot live today unless you have hope for tomorrow and hope for what God wants to do in your life. And here's what hope is. Hope is the positive expectation of good. That I am expecting good things. So if God is the God of hope, then God is the God of expectation. 
And if you are not expecting good things in your life, if you're not expecting greater days, if you're not expecting that your greatest days are not behind you but they're in front of you, friend, you've believed a lie from the enemy. But today I want to tell you that your greatest days are still in front of you, that the most glorious days of your life and your family, your relationships and your finances, your dream and your purpose, they are not behind you. They're in front of you because God is not... God is not against hope. He's the God of hope. That's what Romans 15 tells us. And he wants to infuse your soul with hope to believe always that tomorrow can be greater than today. Now here's what's crazy. In your English dictionary, the antonym for hope is fact. Hey, church. If you're staring at the facts, if you're staring at the circumstances, If you're staring at the facts, if you're staring at the circumstances, if you're staring around everything around you, it will steal your hope. You're either going to be a fact person or a hope person. And I believe I can see the facts, but walk in a greater dimension, the spiritual dimension. It's the dimension of hope. So the facts don't scare me because I don't live by the facts. The facts are opposite of hope. I think it's funny that the opposite of hope is not dread or fear or worry or depression. It's just facts. But how many know that you can get one doctor's report that can steal your hope? Steal your hope. That's what, that's what the enemy wants to do. If the enemy can't lie to you, that's what, that's what the enemy wants to do. If the enemy can't lie to you, he'll just tell you the truth. I'm preaching to somebody. But what he tells you is, it can never get better. This is it, and this is life forever. No, God is the God of hope. God is the God of positive expectation. The devil will tell you, this is your marriage. It'll never get better. But God says, I've got a better relationship for you. I've got greater days for your marriage. I've got restoration in mind. I've got forgiveness that's going to flow. The devil will tell you, this is how much money you have, and you'll never have more. But God says, no, I want to prosper you. I want to bless you abundantly so you can be a blessing. I'm telling you, if the devil can't lie to you, he'll tell you the truth. Hear me friend facts are loud but hope is a still small voice it's a still small whisper in your heart and friend you're going to have to choose hope over the circumstance you're going to have to choose to believe for good things good days a good life good relationships friend what are you expecting now we've most of us, if we're raised in church, we've heard Jeremiah 29, 11. And I'm going to remind you of it because it is in your Bible and it's a promise for you. And if you've never heard it, woo, welcome to church. You're going to love this one. Put this on your refrigerator. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. That means if harm comes into your life, it wasn't God. Isn't that good news? Because now you know how to handle it. Plans to give you a hope. Plans to give you a positive expectation of good and a future. But now we've all, most of us have read Jeremiah 29, 11. I'm going to give you the verses before because I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to rock your world and change your life. Not my preaching, but the word fruitful in your season. About hope, number one, hope will make you fruitful in your season. Hope will make you fruitful in your season. Reverse now, Jeremiah 29, verse 5 and verse 4. Um, 
Uh, let's start at verse 5. This is what the Lord Almighty says, the God of Israel. He says this, I carried you into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, verse 5. Look what God tells the people of God to do. Build houses and settle down. Man, I'm just trying to get out of Vegas, man. I'm just trying to move. I'm just trying to get to Cali. 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 I'm, build a house and settle down. Man, it's really brown out here. Plant gardens. Yeah, but I'm from Cali. It's really green. Plant gardens. With all that money you'll save on taxes, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they will have sons and daughters. Increase in number. Do not decrease. Javen, I don't like where I am. I feel like I'm in captivity. Let me tell you something, friend. Hope will make you fruitful in your season. You don't have to love your season, but you can still be fruitful in it. No matter the season you're in, hope will make you build, plant, marry, reproduce. You can still multiply. Even in a challenging season. You can still reap. And I'm not just talking about babies, but let's have some babies too. Amen. You can, you can reproduce. You can grow. You can expand. You can settle down. Just settle. Just, I want to talk to someone that is constantly looking at real estate markets, trying to figure out how you're going to leave Vegas. Why not just stop for a second and embrace? Because God said, I put you there. Did you notice that? Maybe God has you in Vegas. Maybe God has led you here. Maybe God has planted you from Dallas. Maybe God has planted you from, from your city and your region. And maybe it's time to just stop, look. Buy you yes, is greener, literally. <laughs> Buy you some AstroTurf, come on. And plant and build and marry and reproduce. Do not curse this season. Be fruitful in this season. Come on, say amen, everybody. I feel Jesus right now. We don't always know why we are in the times of captivity that we find ourselves in. But we can still be fruitful. I don't know why the children of Israel ended up in Babylon. I, I don't know why you are where you are, but you can still be fruitful even in an uncomfortable, challenging season. Huh. Number two. Number one, hope will make you, uh, will make you um, what was it? Will make you fruitful in your season. Number two, hope will change your perspective. Hope will change your perspective. When you become a person of hope, you see life differently. Look what it goes on to say now, verse 7. And seek the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile and pray for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Now, this is really good news right now because Vegas is booming. And if you're not, maybe it's because you don't have any hope. Our city right now is growing, expanding, and prospering. Get in on it. Am I talking to anybody? It got quiet in here. God says, pray for your city. 
Seek its peace. Seek its prosperity. Be a blessing to your city. Speak life over your city. Enjoy your city. I never go to this trip. This trip. I never go. You don't have to go at 2 a.m. But why don't you go down and have a dinner and look at that waiter waitress and go, I'm a local. And give them 20 minutes of relief. And give them a big tip and invite them to church. Or go to your blackjack table. Wherever you go and tell them I'm a local. Because I know y'all do it, so I ain't even trying to, why even lie about it? I'm not saying it's right, but we do it. So at least tell the dealer you're a local. At least show them some love. Listen, perspective. Hope, hope will, 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 you'll be able to see the positive in the most negative situation. Hope will, 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 you'll be able to see the positive in the most negative situation. Hope will make you see Jesus in the, in the darkest of storms. Hope will, hope will give you the fortitude and the faith and the strength to say, man, God's going to bless me in the city. God's going to, God's going to prosper me in this city. So I'm speaking life. I'm speaking peace. I'm speaking hope. I'm speaking change. Come on, pray for your city, serve your city, love your city. And, and look what it goes on to say. Do not let the prophets, these false prophets. How many times are we going to listen? 23rd, that's the new one. How many times are we going to listen? And, and let me challenge all my Bible thumpers because it's 10 a.m. and y'all read the Bible at 10 a.m. 11.30, they're hungover, but y'all read the Bible. If your es- now, and if you don't even understand these words, good. But for my Bible people, if your eschatology steals your hope, you have the wrong eschatology. If your theology about the end times makes you want to buy a gun and live in the bunker, you have the wrong theology about the end times. Jesus said, it will get dark, but my light is going to shine brighter and brighter. And br-. So I'm not going to listen to the prophets of doom and gloom that say God's mad at you and mad at me and mad at our city and mad at our country. No, no, no. God loves America. God loves Las Vegas, friend. God loves you. And we're not going to listen to the false prophets of judgment that try to steal our hope. So don't listen to that stuff. Listen, while you can and while you're waiting, serve. Who can you serve while you're waiting in exile? Who can you bless while you're waiting in exile? Who's you doing in your captivity while you're waiting in exile? What are you doing in your captivity for someone else's well-being? Stop cursing your city and look to be a blessing. Stop cursing your season and look to be a blessing. Stop talking about how hard your current season is. And I know it's hard. I'm not, I'm not making light of challenge. But how many know we can talk ourselves right out of hope? By, t- by telling the facts. No, shout me down, Mark MacArthur. I love it. He said, sorry. No, don't, don't be sorry. Shout me down. Run around the room. I'm down. Listen, what are we... We're, 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 we're not saying anything wrong. It's just not feeding your hope. I, I double dog dare you to take out everything from your vocabulary that steals your hope this week. 
And people might look at you and go, you're in denial. I'm not in denial. I'm just in hope. The facts are screaming, but hope is whispering. And I'm going to listen to the whisper, the still small voice of hope that says, I will walk in greater days. Oh, come on. Somebody give God praise. I will not let the facts steal my hope. Lastly, Jorge, play me out of here. I'll preach all day. Quick. Hope will make you fruitful while you wait for the promise. Won't just make you fruitful in your season, but it will now make you fruitful as you wait for your promise. Now verse 10, we're getting into familiar territory. This is what the Lord says. When the 70 years are completed in Babylon, look what God says, look what God says. This is God's promise to you. I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. Friend, there's a good promise over your life. It's not, a, it's not an evil promise. It's a good promise. God says, I've got a good promise for you, and it will have for you. Oh, God, how do you know that? Because I know the plans I have for you. We're back in verse 11. Declares the Lord plans to prosper and not to harm you. How do you know that God's promise will be fulfilled in my life? Because God already sees it. He says it's a good promise. Even in captivity, even in struggle. I was preaching one day and at the end of service, a young man came up to me in a wheelchair. He's just beaming with the light of God. And he, he said, can I take a picture with you? I said, of course. What's your name? And we started talking. And, and he goes, I'm, I'm going to preach one day. I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach the gospel one day just like you do. I'm going to preach. I said, oh, man, it's amazing. And tears filled my eyes. I said, what, why are you in the chair? And he said, when I was two years old, my mom got in a car wreck and been in this chair since I was two. He's 22, 20 years. And then he said this, and, and, and I love that he said it. And he looked at me, he said, but I'm getting out of this thing. He said, God's going to heal me. I know it. I know God's going to heal me. I know I'm going to walk again. And, and I start crying. And I laid my hands on him and I prayed and I said, his name was Israel. I said, Israel, I believe you will walk again. But while you're waiting for the good promise, talk to me, somebody. You don't, you don't have to wait to preach till you get out of the wheelchair. I said, because Israel, you're preaching to me right now. You're helping me right now. You were the real preacher tonight, and I didn't even know it. I should be giving you the honorarium. You're preaching to me. I didn't even. Israel, your life, your face is preaching. Your faith is preaching. Your hope is preaching. And I do believe you'll walk again. I do believe you'll rise out of that chair. But don't you dare waste your life waiting for the good promise. Because even while you're waiting, you can still be fruitful. So my waiting time is not wasted time. So while I'm waiting, I will be helping. 
And while I'm waiting, I will be serving. And while I'm waiting, I will be fruitful. So God tells us in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 12, return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now I announce I will restore twice as much to you. Leave that scripture up. Prisoners of hope. Prisoners of hope. See, if you're a prisoner of lust, you'll beg God to deliver you, but you'll go back to it because you're, you're still a prisoner to it. Or if you're a prisoner to alcohol, you'll, you'll, you'll be in a service and go, I'll never drink again, but you'll find yourself on a Sunday night, late at night, in a, in a parking lot of a, of, a, of a CVS or whatever it is, and you're, and, and you're drinking because you're, a, you're still a prisoner to it. Or if you're a prisoner to gambling, you, you'll say you'll never do it again only to find yourself there on payday. You're a prisoner to it. But God says, I don't want you to be a prisoner to sin. I want you to be a prisoner of hope. So no matter, I don't go back to the prison of doubt and shame and condemnation and it'll never work. And the prison of doubt and shame and condemnation and it'll never work. And my, my greatest days are behind me and I deserve this and I guess it's just my lot in life. No, I'm a prisoner of hope. So no matter what the devil throws my way, I go back to my strong place. I go back to my prison, but it's a prison of hope. I'm still believing. I'm still pressing. I'm still confessing God's word. I'm I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to worship him because I'm a prisoner of hope. And I know that one day God will restore to me double. So while I'm waiting, I'll be serving. And while I'm waiting, I will be praising. And while I'm waiting, I will be praying. And while I'm waiting, I will be giving. And while I'm waiting, I will be loving. And while I'm waiting, I will still be fruitful. Because even if I don't like my season, I can still marry. And I can still build houses. And I can still have children. And I can still reproduce. Because God is bigger than my circumstances. And my hope is bigger than the facts. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would release hope in your people don't you dare give up I'm talking to somebody I don't know who you are don't don't you dare give up he is the God of hope and may the God of hope fill your heart right now in the name of Jesus maybe you're in this room today and you've never placed your faith your hope in Jesus Christ Pray this prayer with me. Surrender your life to Him. Give your life over to the Lord Jesus. Pray with me right now. Say, Jesus, I surrender and I declare that you are Lord of my life. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the grave. And I believe one day I will go to heaven. This is my hope. And I place my faith in you. Forgive me of all my sins and all my past mistakes. I turn to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you say amen? To every, to every person who just prayed that prayer, we have a book for you. Weston is about to come up and he's going to tell you about that book. And he's going to pray you guys out of here in just one moment. Can you? Can we just stop for one moment, and especially to my to the serve team, not mine. You're not mine. That's to the serve team. Look what the Lord is doing here. 
Isn't God awesome? I'll tell you, I, I've been I've been on a on a Holy Ghost high since Monday night as we gathered at at neighbors and had that moment. If you're here today and you're not plugged into the life of the church, join a small group, serve on a serve team. 